Hey guys, it's your girl Sweetie and you're listening to Sweet Talk. And this is Dan. And this is Lobin. And today's paraphilia of the week is autopedophilia, which is the um, sexual attraction to yourself in the form of a child. The image of yourself in the form of a child. So basically, what? your your baby pictures or your child pictures. Like you're attracted to your own baby pictures. Right. <laughs> Are you laughing? I didn't think about it like that, but um, possibly, I guess. Oh, oh. That's, that's weird. Yeah, that is very weird. I, I don't like judging, but that's just... Oh, that no, I'm judging that one. Fucking weird again. That one I'm judging. Yeah, that's weird. Like, how are you attracted to yourself as a child? Like, how is that possible? Where is your brain taking you in that moment? I do not know. But that is absolutely... That you're aroused at your own self. <laughs> the fact that you're aroused at a kid in general is hard. Right. But the, 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 the point that it's yourself takes it to a whole nother level. Right, right, right. Like, how much are you into yourself? That you're like, oh, look at me in that cute little dress. <laughs> or that little buckles. Look at me in that onesie oh, that's not buttoned oh up on God. the bottom. Did you see the little oh. black Look how cute my hair is in those little What in the fuck? <laughs> that is very strange. I agree. It really sounds like some, 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 uh, uh, what you call it? Pedophile shit, for real. It's auto pedophilia. Yeah, it's well, the title already. Right. Start yeah. making me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, Sam, what is the position of the week? So the position of the week is called the flat iron. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The flat iron. But can you imagine those? Like, think about the name already. What do you think this position entailed? Laying flat? Like, flat iron. Like, so how do you how do you think this position would go? There's like one one person on the woman laying flat and then the man laying flat on top of her. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking about the flat iron that's in my closet right now and it's like the two plates are flat but they they meet. The directions on how to do it. Here's the directions. Lie face down on the bed, legs straight, hips slightly raised, females on the stomach, Laying down, and the male is behind her, laying on in, on top of her, but on her bottom, basically. And her legs are closed, and he's just, will have his hands holding himself up. So it's kind of like an iron board. So you guys are kind of like flat on top of each other. It kind of, now that I'm looking at the picture, it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite sexual positions. Yeah, especially when if the guy sits up, mm-hmm. and then he's like a push down on your back position he's just like twerking oh yeah like oh yeah buddy oh yeah 
yes, yes. Yes. So that's the position of the week is a flat iron. One I, mile, so mile, one mile. I will post this, guys, so that you can see it. It is awesome. So, a little bit, what is the Zodiac compatibility of the week? All right, Zodiac compatibility of the week is Gemini. Uh, Gemini, best sexual compatibility, uh, Gemini and Libra. Um, me, myself, as a Libra, I have to disagree with this, but... Um, I've never actually fucked with a Gemini, so I don't know. I guess it could be true. I, I don't know. Fellow Libras, if you've dealt with a Gemini, let me know. All right, let's hear it. Um, it says here we have two air signs that are elementally suited to each other. Your personalities will naturally mingle, mingle appreciate, and love each other. You are stimulated socially, intellectually, and creatively. I can't talk today. You are stimulated socially, intellectually, and creatively by your friendship with each other. These are therefore the building blocks for something special. Um, Gemini worst compatibility. Gemini and Capricorn. This is certainly not high up on the list of best matches, but there have to be some positives along the way. Let's try and find some, shall we? You have probably heard the expression less is more, and this is a case in point with Capricorn. There is a difference in both quantity and quality between these two star signs. Gemini is fast, versatile, and adaptable in the way of doing things, whereas Capricorn is measured slower and less willful in their approach. Gemini will often feel that their Capricorn partner is somewhat tight-fisted and worried, about security far too much. It is difficult for a Capricorn to just approach each day with an attitude of seeing how this 24-hour unfolds. You are a bit more stitched up than your Gemini and don't have a carefree approach to life. Um, I kind of skipped over the Gemini Libra thing. It just says you have a natural flow of communication between you and feel free to express yourself in whatever way they turn you on. Um, Libra is a fifth star from Gemini, which is regarded as creative, romantic, and even sexually positive position. So that is Zodiac compatibility for the week. Gemini and Libra, best match for Gemini. And then Gemini and Capricorn, Capricorn being less, uh, worse, excuse me, sexual, uh, compatibility for Gemini. Okay. Interesting. I don't I don't know of any Capricorns. I mean Libras, I mean oh Jesus. Gemini and Capricorn sorry. Gemini and Libra couples. I don't know of any either. I have plenty of Gemini friends, but I've never been in a relationship with a Gemini. And then I wonder if it's different if it's like Libra female, Gemini man versus Libra man, Gemini female. Yeah, I'm sure it's a little bit different. But interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, today's topic is um, why get married? What is the point? 
What is the point of getting married in 2020? That's a good question. I'm not saying you should get married in 2020 because 2020 has been a crazy year. But (laughs) at this day and age, what is the point of getting married? What do you think, Scan? You brought this topic up. I didn't bring this topic up. I just chose it. (laughs) Oh, my bad. Okay. Um, No, I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, unless you're you're trying to do something that's uh, some type of legal requirement uh, for you to be married, for you to do certain things together, um, in my opinion, I don't feel like you have to get married. I feel like people can still have a relationship with each other and even play the roles of being legally married and still can be just as though they're married. But, you know, that's my opinion. I don't, you know, some people like the traditional way of doing things. Um, I do feel like there's a stigma behind that, though. I feel like a lot of times um, we're given some type of uh, directional map to life where in reality there is no real map to life. It's just what people think you should be doing or what the idea of how you should carry on with your life. And some people think that that's exactly what that is. You know, graduate school, go to college, get married, have kids, you know, get old, retire. Then wipe each other's ass until you die. <laughs> you know that's not really appeasing, now, is it? No. That's not. There's any fun in that. Not when you there's put no it that way. Right. This is not even any fun. How is that even any fun to not naturally see how that flows? You know, why not try not getting married? Why not not look forward to getting married? Just look forward to just being with that person and spending time with that person. And if it happens, it happens. If you guys tend to go along the way in the path the way that's a requirement, then, you know, you should do it. But these are just my thoughts and feelings, personally. Okay. Um, I got married, and it was, or me personally, I got legally married because it was for, you know, for exactly what I just said, for legal reasons. There were certain things that we weren't going to be able to do because we weren't legally married. So, you know, in reality, though, do I wish I got married? No. Because now I'm going through what I'm going through now, where you have to go through that whole process of getting divorced, and things aren't easily separated. And even if you can be on great terms with that individual, which me and my, my ex are, we are in wonderful terms with each other. We have no problems of, you know, resolving whatever issues or concerns that we have. We're able to communicate when it comes to that. We just weren't meant to be together. But now we have to go through the trouble of putting more money into just separating our lives from each other. And I don't think that that's necessary when you really love someone. You don't have to have a piece of paper to prove that. If you still want to exchange rings, then do that. If you still want to have a ceremony, then still do that. But like I said, it's just my thoughts and opinions on that. So in my opinion, I feel like if you are together for long enough, then your lives become intertwined whether you have that piece of paper saying that you're married or not. When you move in with each other, you start sharing bills. You know what I mean? Like, and even if you got married, you don't have to share bank accounts. That is your decision to do that. You know what I mean? And I I do know several married couples that don't file taxes together. They file separately, which is, I don't know if that's exactly legal, but it's it's being done. Like, I know that there are people out there that do option to do that when you're filing your taxes <clears throat> that you're married but you're filing separately right now there, there's certain stipulations to that um right 
well, just of a question of how much money you really get back. You know what I mean? And right. that's where, like you said, between the two of you, you both live in the same house. You have that discussion to determine whether, you know, filing separately is really going to benefit you both or filing separately is going to be more beneficial. And that's where that really comes in. Unless there's other situations that are, um, you know, causing for that decision not to be made. But, yeah, that's definitely still an option. It's legal. Right. So um, where I was going with that was that um, there are there are other reasons that I feel is it important it is important to get married. For example, you and your partner have been together 15, 20 years, say. You you're not married though. Your partner ends up sick. Unless you have a directive, a living will, or something like that saying that you are in charge of his care, that goes to his parents. And you have no say. They can ban you from the hospital if they wanted to. Because you're not married to him. Right, absolutely. And then that's where, like you just said, unless you have something else that's in... See, but that's the uh, thing. Like, something like a sickness is not something that you can plan for. That's that's something that has to happen before. You Like, you have to be married before you get sick in order to have that type of agreement. I mean, that type of um, legal standing. Or you have to already have those written directives written out. But then you run the risk of having some kind of situation where you guys are are mad at each other or broken up or something. And then this happens and you're married. And now this person who hates your guts for the moment is taking care of you. Right, exactly. So, like, like, I mean, it's definitely a catch-22, but I would prefer to be married um, but I feel like so many people rush into marriage. Like you meet somebody and then within a year they're engaged and it's like, all right, do you even really know this person? Yeah, that shouldn't be a thing in my opinion. Like you, you need to know the person. You need to know who they are when they are angry, period. Because if they're angry, that shows you who they really are. Because if they're angry at you and you fall ill, you need to know that they can put aside that anger to take care of you. You know what I mean? They they need to be able to put aside that anger to um, make sure that you are at least, at the very least, being taken care of. If it's not them specifically taking care of you, but they make sure that you're good because they care about you. Whether they're mad at you or not. You know what I mean? Right. So... As someone who's been married in the past, I was married for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, we got married for several reasons. Uh, one being I was pregnant. Let's act like that shit, shit don't happen because it does. It still um, does to this day. But that wasn't. Uh, but that wasn't the main reason why we got pregnant. I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me. Why we got married? Mm-hmm. We actually engaged and then found out I was pregnant. Okay. But, um. Would I do it again? Yes. But there are certain things people have to take into account. Yes, marriage is just a piece of paper. And yes, marriage should not determine the love you have for another person. True. But you have to understand that there are laws depending on where you live. You need to research the laws in your state. Because 
Some of them recognize what's called commonwealth marriages, common law. which are two people who are living together past a certain amount. Yeah, common law, excuse me. Um, common law marriage, and they recognize it. And, you know, you're, you have certain benefits that come with that. But if you're in a state that doesn't recognize it and you don't ever get married, you don't have those benefits. Right. It doesn't matter if, you know, as you were saying, it doesn't matter if you took care of them on their deathbed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, I know people who were dating somebody for many, many years and never actually got married. And then the person dies and they can't even be, they can't even claim the body. They can't do nothing nope. with the funeral. Luckily, nope, they, some of them had good relationships with the um, with the other side of the family. And some didn't. Right. To where they weren't even mentioned in the obituary. And they might right. have kids together. You know what I mean? Like, stuff right. like that is reasons to get married. And it sucks to say that re- uh, that is a reason to get married is the just in case. But, again, you need to know who you are marrying. You need to know their background and where they're coming from and um, the type of family they were raised in. Like, all of those things are important to know before you get married. But I feel like marriage and is important then, on so many levels. It did not really matter. <laughs> say it again. I said, and even then, could still not really matter. You can know all about their background and their friends and families and this, that, and the third, and marry them, and they could be nuts. Yeah. Right, because people change. Absolutely. People change. Absolutely. The person you marry is not, may not be the same person 10 years down the line. Absolutely. But here's the messed up part, is that I feel like the government, well, I don't feel, I know, they do things in such a way to make marriage the most appealing, um, proposition for us yeah they make it so that you don't have rights <laughs> certain rights if right. you're not married which is why i feel like it's important to get married or not even just that they make it so easy for you to get married and make it difficult for you to get divorced right oh yeah which right. is why much more expensive to divorce which is why I feel like you need to know who you're marrying so that hopefully divorce doesn't have to be an option. But again, I feel like, like I said, I was married for 10 years. Mm -hmm. The man that I divorced was not the man that I married. Oh, I I understand that too. I definitely understand that. People change. Some people change drastically. Some people change gradually. But, again, if you know the person that you're with, you can recognize that change and you can work through it. Like, just because you change doesn't mean that our relationship has to drastically change. You know what I mean? Like, just because you, you, you have a different focus, as long as that love is there and that understanding and that respect is there, you can change and still have some type of relationship, even if you decide not to be together anymore. You can have a civil divorce if you know this person that well and you know that this is how they are when they're angry, this is how they are when they're upset or hurt. You know what I mean? Like, you you take that time Mm -hmm. to get to know that person versus just jumping into marriage just because you feel like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the same with friendships. You know how you meet somebody at work or something and you think you guys are great and you have a great, what, four or five years 
where y'all are like the best friend co-workers and then you meet up outside of work and you realize that this motherfucker is an ass. Like, I hate them. Right. You know what I mean? I like, like, you I actually don't like your ass. Right. Like, superficial relationships should not get married. You need to know who you're marrying before you marry them. You need to you need to meet their family. You need to see how their family acts around people or in private, period. Like, you need to see what they grew up around. You need to know how the relationships are in their family because those are the relationships that they grew up learning from. You need to know how to deal with money. Absolutely. You need to know how to deal with stress. <laughs> They need you need to know what vices they have. Absolutely. And this is coming this is coming from somebody who's married to somebody in the military. Oh, and that's another I mean, thing. And, and 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 the military will and I I even though we get along now, there are people in my life that can attest that my ex was one of the biggest assholes on this planet. Yep. I but, can attest to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, Go ahead. she can because she was there. Yes. <laughs> But, um, I have full confidence that the military helped to make him the crazy motherfucker that he became. Absolutely, I agree. Like, and 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 not even just like just the military. Like sometimes traumatic yeah, yeah, not, experiences yeah. can drastically change somebody really quickly, and and right. there's really nothing you right. can do about that. But if you know them well enough, I feel like there's ways to work around it. Or at least you know what their um, their go-to reactions are going to be so that you know how to mm-hmm. walk around on tiptoes or eggshells or whatever you want to call it to get out of the situation with, with minimal trauma. Casualties. Yeah. Right. I feel like I, I feel like it's just important to know what you're walking into instead of just jumping in. But I do. I want to get married. I want to eventually get married. Um, but I'm not in a rush to do it because I don't want to just marry somebody just because I want to get married. I want to marry right. somebody who I know is going to be a good partner for me for the long haul and not just because of this is how I'm feeling right now. Right, letting those emotions talk for you, and then you end up married, and you're like, "Shit, why right. the fuck did I do this?" Right. I would get married again. I would get married again. My divorce was ugly and horrible, but I would get married again. And went on long after your damn divorce. Huh? And the the fight, well, the arguing went on long after your divorce. Oh yeah, seven years. Man, I'm so happy that you guys are in a better place now. But it was definitely oh, a, a, a long road. Now. We're in a better place now, but it took some trauma to cause that, to cause for us to be in a better place. Exactly. It caused trauma to happen to him for us to be in a better place. Oh, and that's the other thing. Karma's a bitch, y'all. So watch how you treat people when you're going through shit. Amen. Even if it's your ex-wife, ex-husband. Watch how you treat people, because you'll get away with it for a while, but that shit will come back. And hit your ass you like a Mack truck. Yep. But I would do it again. I would just, I would do it the right way. 
I would do it the right way. Good. So I just looked up the divorce rate and it says currently the divorce rate per 1,000 married women is 16.9. Almost 50% of all marriages in the United States will end in divorce or separation. Is that pre-COVID? Because I feel like it's higher with COVID now. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me look down because it did mention COVID. It says, as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic and varying states of lockdowns all over the United States and the world, we may be in for the largest single-year increase in divorce in decades. We will keep track of any reports and data that come out over the next year and report here. So, yes. Um, And so far, it says, what we know so far, jurisdictions all over the world in nearly every city in the United States have reported significant increases in domestic violence. Relationships experiencing problems are likely being stressed to the point of breaking by factors such as lockdown, financial strain, and political discord. We won't have a full picture of the fallout until 2021 at the earliest. So yeah, I'm sure that it's going to be exponentially higher after this pandemic. And it's crazy um, that it has to be that way. That's because people are finally forced to be in the same space for longer periods of time. Yeah, to be be in the same space. They don't have work as a buffer. Not only Um, that, I'm sure the kids are stressing them out too. Mm Mm-hmm. All day. You know, that's probably why some of the parents want the kids to go back to school so bad so the kids could be out of the home. So they feel like they can have a break. Domestic violence in the home. Right. Right. I mean, think about it. How often are you able to have sex if you got a bunch of kids running around the house? And sex can be a stress relief. You want to have sex if you're stuck in the house. (laughs) If you're stuck in the house, you work from home. You can't go anywhere. Your kids are home. Like, I'm not really, I mean, I might want to have sex every now and then, but all that all together, every day, all day? Like, no. Don't I agree. I agree. Home. With not having kids, I probably would want to have sex at least once, sometimes twice a day. But with kids, I couldn't even imagine having a really. I couldn't even imagine trying to run around chasing them all day trying to make sure they do some kind of schoolwork or reading or something every day, making sure they eat all day. You know what I mean? Like all of that. And then yeah. have somebody who wants me to have sex, sir. If you don't go sit down somewhere and go. And that's, and that's, I just want some alone time at this point. Like I just want to take a bubble bath and then go to sleep. Like the fuck assuming. you mean? But look, that's assuming you have a satisfying sex life. Right. We've talked about it on the show several times. There are women who, and men, um, who do not have satisfying sex lives with their partners. They either not so having sex often enough, or, or they not having enjoyable sex. Right. I, absolutely. And with your kids being home all the time, you can't even really experiment. 
And hopefully, they, hopefully you don't got young kids that still sleep in the bed with you, because that'll just make it even right. worse. Or little babies that still sleep in, in, you know, maybe not in the bed, but in the same room. Right. But again, I still think that getting married is a good idea for the emergency what if situations. Um, but again, you need to know who you are marrying before you get married. Don't rush in just because you feel like your time is up. Just because your biological clock is ticking or just because you feel like you were supposed to be married by 25 or 35 or 45, like. Take your time, get to know the person, make sure that you know who they're going to be as a, a partner for the long haul before you just go right ahead and jump in because you might end up with a fucking psychopath who got a whole family of psychopaths. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that I psychopathness I came I from somewhere. completely agree like marriage is not something that is necessary or or um required like I'm cool with um not getting married like I can take care of myself I've been taking care of myself for a long time like I'm good but I would like to have a partner that will share in those responsibilities with me and who I can also take care of but I'm not gonna settle that's just not gonna happen so, you know, one thing I won't do again is I won't join. Uh, I won't join uh, my financials with my partner. Oh my I gosh! Won't do that again. So I was listening. I, you know, I listen to podcasts, but I was listening to the Read. Right, it's a great podcast. If you haven't listened to them, go check them out. They're hilarious, but they're also funny. I mean, um, they also get serious sometimes. But anyway, <clears throat> they had somebody write in about how um, they're sharing their finances with their spouse. They have a joint account that they pay bills out of and do all of that stuff. But the husband found out that the wife had a separate account that part of her check was going into. <coughs> Excuse me. And when he found that out, he got upset. Like, you've had 10% of your, of your check going into this separate account that I had no idea about. 
for four years. So now I want to take 40% out of what's in our account and put it into an account for me. And then have 10% coming out of my check going into this account. Okay. <laughs> so the the writer was like, should how how should I react to this? Like, what the fuck? And and in my mind, when I was listening to the 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 um the letter or whatever, in my mind I'm like, I know as a woman from the time I was young, if I was told if you get married, you have a separate account, a what if account, just in case this motherfucker start acting crazy. Or just in case you need to to um, get a divorce, you, you'll have a little nest egg to set yourself up with if you have to leave everything. I guess men weren't taught that kind of thing. So, no, I don't think they are. And in fact, I think they're told the opposite. I think when a woman does that to a man, it it makes them feel like we're preparing to leave, right. which in a sense we are, but it doesn't mean the it doesn't mean the person wants to leave. Right. It just means I'm being financially responsible because when I was married, my mother told me, "Put money away, make sure you have your home." My stupid ass didn't listen. So when the time came and everything fell apart, I had nothing. I had two kids and I had nothing. I would never do that again. My right. kids are almost grown now. I would still never do that again. And I think I think that um, the reason that women are taught that more so than men is because back in the days, women didn't work. Women had no right. income. Was, All they had was what the husband brought in. So it was important yeah. for them because at the point of divorce or separation or even his death, you have no income. All you have is whatever you got in the bank right now. You and don't have that, no skills, no hireable skills other than raising right. kids. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like that that's why it was taught to women more so than men back then because men are have the ability to just up and leave you with everything, with the kids, the house, and all the bills. Like, they can just go and not come back. They didn't feel like it. Now, granted, women yeah. also have that ability now, but back then, it wasn't something that, that would happen often. No, rare. Right. Rare. So. But, uh, well, the husband the wife and kids to someone else or just leaving, period. Right. Or they might have a whole fucking family around the corner. And decide, I'm going to go live with my other family and leave y'all here to rot. Yeah, I was about, that's what I was about to say, um, sweetie, that that's assuming that the wife that he left behind even had access to the money because at that time, men controlled the finances. Right. So, like, if, but if then, they wanted to... But at that point, you can, you can, you know, skim off of grocery money and stuff like that. I guess that's how they were yeah. doing it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like this that's the reason that women have their separate account. And men should do it too. Cause at this point, 
I know several men who woke up one morning and their girlfriend was gone, but the kid was still there. Right, right. So it's definitely happening more often than it was in the past. Yeah, and it's on both sides. So everybody should have a little nest egg, and I mean. Well, even for that nest egg, it can be used as an emergency fund. You know what I mean? Like where if something happens, like your partner gets sick and now he's no longer working and doesn't have any income, you have this little nest egg over here that can carry y'all and two y'all can come up with something, a plan of something to do. Right. Like y'all, we're in a pandemic. Right. We're in a pandemic. People are getting sick and they don't even know how they got sick Facts. or where they got sick. Facts. Facts. So and and they're not and not all of them are surviving, and some of Facts. them are in hospitals for a month, a month and a half, two months, three months, you know, like one of um somebody I I know, um, she she posted that her husband passed away, three weeks to the day that he realized he was sick, and they have children. So it's like you you really just don't know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. He ended up having COVID and his last post on Facebook was I hate this fucking hospital. I want to go home. Like you just really just never know what's going to happen. Because they're married, she is able to do whatever else she needs to do. Hopefully, she had life insurance. I'm not sure. We're not that close. But you never know. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. And another thing I found out is that even if you have, you like say you got an insurance policy out for your husband, right? Um, uh-huh. If your husband dies, then you're supposed to get these this amount of funds. Well, uh-huh. as the person who the claim is on, he can go and put it put it so that the money goes to his side chick if he wanted to. And you would need, they wouldn't even notify you to let you know. Oh, yeah, because it's his policy. Right. You beneficiaries don't get to choose. Even if you're the one that set up the policy. It doesn't matter. It's his life. Exactly. He chooses a beneficiary. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. He can give it all to his His mother if he wants. Yep. And you still got to bury him. Right. It's really not a game out here, folks. You got to read the fine print. Do your research. Whatever you got to do, make sure that you're making the right decisions and take your fucking time. Stop rushing because you can rush into a situation that you really just don't want to be in. Right. And then be kicking yourself later. I mean, or it could work out perfect. Or you could marry them and it works out perfect. Yep. And, you know, y'all are happy for the rest of your lives. But that, that's few and far between, y'all. Facts. That's few and far between. Absolute facts. But we want to... I'm wanna... grateful. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm grateful. I got two kids out of marriage, so... And it taught me a lot. It, it made me mature. But I would never want to go through that shit again. I hear you. And just from um, being there when you went through yours, I never want to go through that shit. Right. But, I mean, it happens. So if it does happen, you just need to try to be prepared for it. And if you're not prepared for it, 
You gotta pray through that thing and do your research. And, 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 and go to your friend. I mean, go to your. No, let me let me backtrack that. Go to friends that you can trust. Right. Don't go to just any friends. Right. Because they gonna make things shit worse. Yep. Go to friends you can trust that are level headed and responsible, intelligent, yes. supportive. All that shit. Because you might have don't one of those friends that just wants you to go slice the nigga tires or something. Right. <laughs> like, what purpose is that? Don't don't let them get you caught up. Because some of them will give you advice that will make your situation even worse than it already is. Facts. Absolute facts. <laughs> balance. That's believership. Balance. No, nah, motherfucker. Shit's already bad. You ain't about to make my shit even worse. Facts. But thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 3 Sweet Talkers, and that's the number 3 Sweet Talkers. Um, you can check out our website, www.3sweettalkers.com. Um, you can check out our sponsor, Bedroom Candy by Vanessa, www.bkparties.com backslash 8059. Um Again, we appreciate you for listening on thecultureradio.com. Check out some of the other podcasts on the platform. It's pretty dope. Um, And we will see you next week. Sweet talk.